0: Welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. My name is Blythe Burnleeve. I am your host, and in today's episode, I want to talk about making adjustments to your show, plus an interview on Freight Wave's What the truck. And in this episode, it's going to be a little bit of a different format because I'm actually making some adjustments and making some changes to my content roadmap. And the reason for that is because I just started up a new show with Freight Waves called Cyberly. This coming Thursday will actually be the fourth live episode. And I'll dive into what that show is all about a little bit later on. It'll get covered during the What the Truck interview that I'll play. But it's been a little bit of an adjustment. And for when I say adjustment, back in November is when I originally launched this podcast with the idea that I would be publishing at least once a week and then move into more experimental content, uh, interviews, things like that. And it didn't take long to have the show noticed by the team over at Freight Waves. I ended up doing some guest co-hosting with them on Put That Coffee Down, and it led into a role where I now have a weekly paid opportunity creating content and talking about the things that I love, a lot of those same topics that I cover already on this show. But like most things in life, you have to make a little bit of an adjustment anytime you take on new responsibility, and it has been kind of an adjustment because I mean, of course, it's exciting, but it also creating a new show, a live TV show comes with a whole new set of challenges. I have some live broadcasting experience in the past. And that has certainly helped with this adjustment. And I know I'm not supposed to sort of do this. But a few weeks in, I'm like I said, I'm upcoming fourth episode. So I've been checking out, you know, the YouTube videos after we do the live show, how they have been performed. Uh, how many views that they're getting? You're not technically supposed to do that because you, you know, in the first few months of any time you launch a show, you really should be just focused on the content itself and then worrying about the views that will eventually come later on. But I've been checking them out. I've been sneaking a little peek here and there. And I've been really surprised at the at the positive response that the show has been getting. And I say really surprised because I mean that's kind of what you hope for whenever you create content is that people will grab gravitate towards it. So I want to talk about in this episode of how to adjust to a new content roadmap and sort of the details behind what's going on with this podcast and what you can kind of expect from it in the future. And maybe you can have some or maybe have some takeaway lessons or advice that will help you in your own content journey. Because I'll be honest, I'm only a few weeks in, but it's been a little bit of a struggle to to figure out how to balance the content I've already been creating to actually publishing the content and the distribution of it. I've said on previous shows that I believe that distribution is the most important aspect of any new show, as well as the research that you put into the show, of course. But when it comes to the distribution of it, that should be where you spend about 80% of your time. And I have been spending close to maybe 10% of my time on the distribution of it uh, with Anytime you have a new show and it's sort of as structured. So to to give a little bit of a breakdown in case you haven't checked out an episode of Cyberly... With one show a week, it's it's pretty simple for me to edit and, and handle the distribution. But a live show is just that much more time consuming. So you're coordinating and sourcing guests. I'm making super detailed show notes, usually, you know, a typical episode that you hear on on this podcast is you'll hear, you know, me just list a few bullet points, and then I'll just shoot from the hip and I'll just speak from experience with a live show. It's a little Bit different, where I have to be looking at the camera constantly. I can't exactly be reading off of a script. Uh, it, it's like I said, the show notes have to be super detailed. I'm also incorporating, you know, B-roll footage and where that fits into the show. And if you don't know what B-roll footage is, B-roll footage is images and videos that are shown during a live TV show while you're still speaking over top of it, so you can still hear my voice. But choosing those graphics and and it What point to insert them in the show, working with the producer, creating graph, new graphics for even the social media clips that I share online, Uh, anything from just that new roadmap of a content plan. And then also, I, You know, just realizing some of the, the, the tech part of the business that has sort of held me back and, and looking at, you know, my past broadcast and where I kind of have like this Oompa Loompa, like, uh, shade of purple over me, like that, you know, that girl that, that eats the candy and Willy Wonka and then she turns blue and like the Oompa Loompas have to like roll her away. That's how I've been kind of looking in some of my videos. And apparently it's because of this weird, camera setting that it auto focuses. And so if it auto focuses, it shifts the light in my room to completely shade me into the colors that the lights are supposed to be backlit on me instead of with the filter that's put on the camera for the autofocus, it's now changing my entire skin tone into a blue color. So, uh, we're working on getting that, that sorted out with a new camera and lighting equipment and, and, and things like that. So uh, that's just one caveat of it. And then also getting used to a new schedule. I have been in the position where I've been able to record on maybe a Friday afternoon or a Sunday, get the show edited and publish first thing on Monday mornings. Now my schedule has switched to where I'm doing these shows in the middle of the week. So it actually impacts the availability or, or the time that I have to chat with clients, to chat with leads. So I've had to shift some things around in my schedule in order to make that accommodating. But on the flip side, it actually works out a lot better because now that I'm able to record during the middle of the week, theoretically, I should be able to just handle the editing over the course of the weekend and then be able to get out not just one show, but several shows throughout the week. And so trying to figure out what that kind of looks like is probably a, a, a situation where I'm overthinking it. And I'm sure man, many of you, anytime you you try something new when it comes to your content, or you, you're even thinking about it, you're probably overthinking it, kind of like me. And, and so I'm running into this sort of just like a brain dump where I'm trying to figure out how do I differentiate Cyberly from the Digital Dispatch podcast and If it needs to be differentiated because it is a lot of the same content. So it's figuring out how to use the content that I'm already creating in a new way and in a variety of ways that best fits the audience and, and what you guys would want to see from me. So it's, it's balancing the client work with content marketing. It's balancing the actual Uh, creation of the show, the research for each each show, booking the guests. And it's sort of like I said before on the show, not many marketing agencies are out here producing content like I am. So when I tell you my tips and advice, I'm sharing those real world experiences from being in the trenches and having to manage it all along with those daily business happenings. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that it hasn't been a little bit of a challenge, but over the last, I would say, week and a half, it's it's started to settle into a new schedule, a new groove, and I feel like I'm starting to adjust to it. But I definitely think that there was a lot of overthinking as to how I'm going to navigate, uh, this new content roadmap. And I think I got it pretty much sorted out. So let me, let me, let me tell you some of my ideas. So the first idea I have is that I'm going to be editing this Cyberly show, which is an hour long live show, no commercial breaks, but I'm going to edit them into digestible clips to share to social media. That, that's not really anything new, but I'm going to take my three favorite clips from each episode and then add them into their own podcast right here on the Digital Dispatch podcast. So, I'll take say, you know, from our first show with, with Shay Dixon. I'm going to be releasing that episode here soon. You can find the full interview up on YouTube. Just search for Freight Waves, search for search for Freight Waves and Cyberly together. You you should be able to see all of the first few episodes all listed there. Um and then in addition to that, I'm going to take those my three favorite moments from that interview with her, and then that will be its own podcast on Digital Dispatch. But then each of those moments that I'm sharing are also going to be clips shared to social media. So it kind of it, it it's it's taking some of that content that I've already been creating and putting it into a different medium. And so then that way, the idea is that if you really like. The three big moments that you heard from the interview, then ideally, you're going to go and check out the rest of the interview so that you can hear the rest of it. And and so that's sort of my line of thinking when I'm I'm approaching the, the three clips environment and then getting them up on the Digital Dispatch podcast. So Anytime I do that, I'm going to take the show notes and add the links in so that you can go easily find the full episode and listen to it there. And then in addition to that, anytime I'm on an interview with another show, I plan to share that here too. I think that podcasting has a little bit of a discoverability problem. And so that's why you see a lot of podcasters will share their episodes to YouTube because YouTube is so great at their their algorithm and recommending new shows to you based off of other shows and content that you've already been listening to or watching. So using that methodology, we can take from a podcasting environment, we can use other interviews that we're already doing and then share that same interview with you guys. And then that way, you'll also be exposed to that new show. And if you like that new show, there'll always be links in the show notes in order for you to go and listen to to the rest of it. I feel like that's a a really good balance between, you know, using those different tactics. It's a good balance between short and long form content. Plus it, it puts everything into one place. It gives the podcast a chance to show up in the feed more often because I believe that that plus audio becoming more searchable will also help, you know, certain episodes when it comes to discoverability, not just for my show, but for shows you might like too. So that's all of that to say that a lot of good things are going on. And it's okay to have those moments where you have to take a step back in order to refocus and readjust to those new challenges as they're presented. Because I know I'm not the only one going through this either. There are nine total new shows that have been launched this year on the Freight Waves platform. And I'm talking like from January to now. Tim Dooner, who was an interview guest on this podcast just a few episodes back, does a really good job on Social media of showing his own sort of, you know, behind the scenes as director of audio over at Freight Waves. And he's sharing some different stats and numbers of how Freight Waves has grown as far as the content game is concerned, especially when it comes to podcasting. And so those numbers with them launching nine new shows this year to include Cyberly is, is all really good insight to see the growth of their platform. So I just, I feel like that it's a really good, uh, platform to be a part of and a really good medium to continue to explore and continue to, to challenge myself when it comes to the content creation game. And so as a bit of a segue, Dooner was kind enough to invite me on his show where I could break down exactly what Cyberly is all about and my road to getting there. So I won't waste any more of your time on on talking about what this new podcast formula looks like for me. Let's go ahead and dive into the segment that I appeared on What the Truck just a little over two weeks ago, breaking down what Cyberly is. So hope you guys enjoy.
1: We have another new one as Blythe, who's with us now. She has launched a brand new show called Cyberly last week, and she's here to tell us all about it. Blythe, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you guys for having me. I, I see the studio space is coming along nicely. It is. We I have a lot more
1: equipment coming uh, on the fifth, and then Billy over at production's gonna come over and we're gonna get this really set up. But you know, beats the master bedroom like I had
3: before. you looking good. <laughs> I think I'm she cool. was talking to me,
1: Dooner. She was oh. talking to me. Okay.
2: Worry about that. All right, here's a little <laughs> cowl for
1: your new show, by the way, just to kick things off right here. So, what did what is first of all, what the hell does cyberly mean, and what is the show about?
2: Well, cyberly, it was kind of a a, a fun research project that I I conducted for myself because I was looking for something that talked about that implied tech that implied the internet. And at first I was gonna go with the the show named source code. And turns out there's a couple other shows out there that publish quite frequently using that name. So it's probably not the best idea to go after that one. And then I discovered I, I was trying to play off the word of of you know cybersecurity, cyber, doing things on the internet and I Googled the word cyberly it turns out no shows existed with that name, and Urban Dictionary actually quali- or, uh, classifies or classifies as to do something through the internet. And I said, "Well, well that's the, the the perfect business name for me because, or the the perfect show name for me because it really just encompasses, you know, B two B marketing, tech, how it all fits into the world of logistics, which is." such uh it, it's it, there's an educational gap between the technology that's coming into the space and then for folks that are new to logistics just in general, so trying to to blend those two worlds and unmuddy the waters uh for for the audience
3: yeah, I love it, and I love it as an adjective do it in a cyberly fashion, et cetera it sounds <laughs> i I love the name, I think it's very cool. I got it right off the bat so but uh so. You you talk about uh, it's pretty rad to go from blogging on the floor because I couldn't afford a desk to hosting my own show on the top network for global news. Can you talk about that journey and, and the struggles to get here?
2: Sure. So in my early twenties, well, I, I should say that I all I have always wanted to be a business owner ever since I you know I I was in high school I got a full ride to to go to college based off scholarship and my first year in college it was that it's kind of that moment where I looked around and I'm like, this feels like 13th and 14th grade. I want to take the courses that are about business. I want to jump headfirst into running a business. And so I dropped out of college pretty quickly, uh, to, to much to the begrone of, of my parents who uh, had worked so hard to help me realize the value of education. But I, I took another path and I, I started, I opened up my own business, sort of ran into that early, I guess, college struggle where you don't know what you want to do. You don't know who you want to be. And so I I felt into a a little bit of a lull. I wasn't working and uh, ran into some financial difficulties, but I had a place to live. Um, So I just recently moved back to Jacksonville. I barely had any furniture. I ended up buying furniture uh, off of Craigslist. I bought a couch and I bought a desk off of Craigslist from somebody who was moving. So I, I went pretty quickly off of blogging on the floor in my office into a, a, a almost, it was a mansion to me. And so uh, getting that, uh, getting that introduction into the business world and and really learning what I want to do and what I want to be really just started in the blogging days and, and the stories that I wanted to cover and why I wanted to cover them. And I really credit blogging back in the mid 2000s. As giving me the opportunity to get familiar with writing, what my writing style is going to be, what my voice is going to be, and that evolved into a, an opportunity to work at a local magazine. It had been evolved into opportunities to work in local sports broadcasting, and now here I am on on freight waves with uh, you know a, a, this show Cyberly. So it's really just it's one of those moments where I look back and I'm like, wow, you really have come a long way. But I, I also feel very strongly that now the real work begins.
1: So, what are some of the topics, and what are your goals with the show? What are people going to learn over these next couple months as uh, as you get your feet wet with with the program?
2: I think it's it's really want to focus on the the B two B marketing side and the creator and the attention economy. That we have this wonderful world where over the last year we have watched all of these freight and logistics shows. You know, credit to you guys for for really being the pioneers in that regard because I think that you've been the inspiration to all of these different companies all over the U S and really globally that have really started to focus on getting those in-house creative teams and starting to produce your own content and getting your voice out there. I think that that's a really big struggle for a lot of people. So being able to provide them with the insight of this is what is working in the past. This is what's working right now. And this is where I see it going in the future because the majority of logistics companies, they might not even have a marketing department. They might, you know, it might be a situation where like me, where I was the receptionist slash executive assistant, and I was just handed marketing, and so you're you're maneuvering through all of these different spaces, uh, trying to figure out how to get your voice out there, and so that's really where I, I see the show going is focusing on the creators that are making some noise now, and where I see the attention economy going. You know, where we spend time online is it through video? Is it through short form video? Is it in Clubhouse? Is it on Twitter? Is it? you know in instagram uh which which of these networks are dying and then which ones can we jump on and and gain that early influence on those platforms
3: that's going to be really really i i'll be watching for sure it's going to be very very interesting it's it's a topic that is very very important it's something you got to get into it and it's something that um Uh, is intimidating, if not scary to certain people. Don't you find that, Blythe, when you're talking to people about this type of stuff, they understand some of the words that you're saying and and some of the actions and outcomes that can be there, but they don't know how to execute it, right?
2: Absolutely. The the fear, I mean, I I was pacing in my house the day before the, the, the Cyberly show debuted, and I've been broadcasting for years. So I think that it's natural to feel scared, especially if you really care about it, because I think that that's the ultimate proof. And so, having people realize the value that you're just having the same conversations at home as if you were broadcasting it out to an audience. You know, COVID has sort of taught us that everyone has a webcam now. Most people have a microphone. You're working from home. You have this environment we need, where you can devote that creative energy to the topics that matter most to you and matter most to your customers. And so it's really about getting the reps in because it, you're, you're not going to be good at something unless you start practicing at it. And so giving people that confidence and, and maybe I can be, you know, the, sort of that inspiration to them because I didn't go to broadcasting school. I just get the reps in and I practice and I research and I try to bring, you know, the, the best content that I think is the most important to the audience. And, and so that's what I, I hope to bring every single week for, for Cyberly and then the other programming that, that I handle.
1: What was last week's episode about, and what do we have to look forward to this week?
2: Last week's episode was about short-form video, and we had a great creator on, Shay Dixon. She is the CEO of Allegiant Logistics, and she is really starting to put herself out there and starting to create more content as well, and she's doing it in short-form video. I'm a kind of an Instagram hater and she was, she absolutely convinced me by the end of the show that Instagram is where I need to put more energy into. She said that she's, she's sourcing carriers and and getting bids through Instagram DM. And I just, I was blown away by that. And so being able to highlight folks like Shay uh, in in the previous episode. And then coming up in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about podcasting stats with the, the the marketing director from Buzzsprout, which is a podcast hosting company. So we're going to be talking with him about how he tackles creative content internally and then also advises podcasters into how they can create their own messaging and their own voice uh, through their different, uh, different podcasting and audio apps. And so it, it's going to be, that's sort of the, the content that I'm going after is bringing outsiders, but also blending it in with the insiders within the industry who are already doing it really well
1: well speaking of podcast stats thank you listeners we have done over a hundred thousand IAB certified audio podcast listens this month which is pretty good because an IAB certified listen that means that it has to be unique and someone has to listen to more than one minute which is way more stringent than how website analytics are looked at how video analytics are looked at so Those are really solid, non-fake numbers. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to our programming, especially on the audio side, because that is my baby. Now, we don't have the wheel with us, but I have a wheel in my mind, and I'm going to spin it. And my question to you (laughs) is, you're now an over-the-road team driver. Would you rather your partner be a dumbass or a smartass?
2: Ooh. I would probably say smart ass because there is some intelligence behind it. I think that I don't have the patience level for, for dumb asses. I, I, I would probably just open up the door and just let them sort of roll out and not really notice it until later on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're kind of like the smart ass of this team, would you? <laughs>
2: That's, I, I, I mean, there's, I feel like there's a certain intelligence level if you're a smart ass, because then you, you have a little bit of stuff to back it up. And if you don't have the stuff to back it up, then you can sort of spot that pretty clearly or pretty quickly.
3: Well, okay. that's where they cross the line from smart ass to dumbass, right?
2: <laughs> I think it depends on your take.
3: Yeah. I would prefer the, the, the smart ass too. I, what I don't like is aggressive stupidity. Oh, mm-hmm. that that's really,
1: really. Yeah. Or it gets in your way or it ruins your day. Hey, Blythe, before we let you go, where do people, how do people find your show? And uh, when does it air next?
2: It Well, it's so new that I don't think that we have the podcast audio feed approved just yet, but you can oh, find I'm it sorry. on Freightways TV and you can find it on YouTube. Cyberly every Thursday at 2 p.m. and from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. It's on Spotify and
1: Stitcher. Also. Oh, perfect. And- yes. <laughs> And Simplecast and FreightWaves.com. It's just Apple. Apple's the main directory for you guys who don't know podcasting. Most feeds are pulled from the public directory that Apple has. So um, like Overcast, other podcast apps you may use. Um, But the bug is fixed. Blythe, it'll be up on Apple Podcasts soon. Thank you once again for joining us
0: and congrats on the new show.
2: Thank you guys so much.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. My new show, Cyberly, covering the attention economy, B2B marketing, and how it all fits into the world of logistics, airs every Thursday on FreightWaves TV from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with info on my products and services that might be of interest to you found in the show notes, or again, by visiting the digitaldispatch.io website. If you found this episode interesting and or insightful, do me a solid and share it with a friend. It really helps with the overall discoverability of the show, which is a bit of a problem in the podcasting world. But since word of mouth will always be king, I appreciate you sharing the voice of a fellow queen in advance. Until next time, my name is Blythe Brimley, and I will see you real soon.